straight up, this is the problem of having so much shit on this desk because it <laughs> you, you knock one thing over, it knocks everything else over, and then it's just like a domino effect. It's the best domino effect. It's a good time. Oh my god, I can't hear. Oh, oh, hello. Seems like it's very low. Is it just me? It's 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 more bassy than normal. More bassy <clears throat> than normal. Yeah, like I can hear, like I can hear fine, but it's it sounds a little bit lower. Is that better? Yes. There we <clears throat> go. Yay. I'm fired up because my car got towed. I don't know what was going on. I live in a weird place, and I looked out my window to see if you were here, and I see my car going down the street, <laughs> and I'm like, no, come back. Apparently, if you have an expired tag in this place, they tow your car, which seems counterproductive because, yeah, so I'm fired up today. How are, how are you doing today? <laughs> I have been off of work for all of an hour. So just so, like last time. Yeah, except this time... I was up before the sun came up. Ugh, and that's early as fuck now because the sun comes up at like seven, maybe before seven. Yeah, I was I was out the door, like on my way to work at 5 a.m. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought you worked at like. Yeah, so did I. The, my, my, new <laughs> ske- my, my new schedule has a few uh, six to three days. Oh, six. But at least at that hour on I-4, if you live in Orlando, you understand. At least at that hour, it's usually pretty clear. Yeah, except there were two wrecks. Oh, of course. So, and not not only that, <clears throat> but I only get a 30-minute lunch with that nine-hour shift. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's how Ikea was. They were like, if you work more than six hours, you get a 30-minute lunch break. And I was like, that's not enough time. No, it's definitely I need not. more. I never realized how short 30 minutes is <laughs> until I started working a fucking corporate job. And you're like, oh, that's and it's like, too God short. damn. Like, I don't even eat lunch anymore. Yeah, I didn't I go, I go, I go to my car. I suck down nicotine so I can survive the place. <laughs> and then I go back inside. It's the, the American dream. <laughs> American dream. All, all I need is black coffee and a, and a racist... Sidekick for the for the American dream. I I thought you were about to say a black coffee and a Red Bull. I was like, you're you're gonna have an exploding heart in about thirty minutes. Um, Well, this is episode ninety three, by the way. Um, I'm your host Austin Proctor. That's Corey Johnson over there. Hey, ready for this episode? I'm super excited. We're doing the fucking. I no no reason to keep it a secret. We're doing the wreck movies, man. It's happening. Well, we're doing the first two. Oh yeah, sorry. The first two. uh, I mentioned that at the end of the last episode. Um, so yeah, we're doing rec one and rec two. It's going to be a good time. Um, for that, I was going to say, I saw a movie recently. What the fuck did I see that was new for this year? Fuck. Where's my phone? Have you seen anything new recently? Uh, no. <laughs> yes. What was that movie that I sent you the other day? Disincarnate? That, no, it was before that. I was like, Ooh, new 2020 horror. Oh, 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 alone. Alone. Stay. Stay. Stay was similar. Pre- similar words. Stay was pretty fucking good. It was a found footage joint. Uh, I just didn't understand what was going on. Like they moved into this place, and then she just gets possessed. Maybe I missed something. Yeah, more or less. Yes. <laughs> um, it was a. The place had a his so. There was this history of this place before it became an apartment building. And the room that this girl moves into uh, was the main area of what this building was where all the bad shit would happen. Okay. Um, And it was kind of put into motion that this bad shit would start happening anyway 
based on the character that it happens to. And it's, it's a very true to found footage type of movie. Like all the, all the found footage tropes are there. It's all like really in your face. You've got annoying characters. You've got, excessive jump scares you've got the panning by itself camera that picks up shit in the background in the foreground and then there's the spook there and there's the thing so it's very formulaic but it's done in a way that's like okay like i'm not angry that you made this creative decision on this like it doesn't feel tired i just didn't understand because they said they had this camera that picked up motion, but it kind of just seemed to swivel back and forth without motion sometimes. So I guess I didn't understand what was going on with that whole thing. So I think that that was bad writing. I think what it was supposed to be was this camera moves and then focuses on movement. Yeah, because... But if yeah. nothing's moving, it's going to pan and look for movement. Yeah. But they were just like, oh, no, it's a motion-activated camera. And I'm like, no, no it's not. I liked it, but I was like, man, this seems like kind of a rip off of Paranormal Activity 3, just a little bit. It was a little just bit. Just a little bit, but I mean. But it was also very much, um, like, followed. Like, that sort of mm, yeah. social media influence type, which I also like because we've had, like, what? Four or five total, like, social oh, like media. Yeah. Maybe not even found footage, but just in general. You've got, like, both the Unfriendeds. Mm -hmm. You have um, Followed. You have... Searching. I mean, that's not really horror, but it's, like, thriller. Yeah. So, I mean, you have um, that. So, it's, it's very nice to see that things of our world are starting to coalesce with the culture. And we're, like... You know, back in the you know early 2000s, you had one missed call. And it was like, you don't want to get this phone number right, called. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's cool that they're doing it, and they're doing it in a way that isn't, like, hot garbage. And that's why I think we, like, followed so much is the fact that they are playing off the whole social media thing. Because, you know, TikTok is huge, and, like, all these streaming things are huge. So that's why I really, like, followed, because they kind of did what, did what Stay did. Where it's like she's a social media influencer. She's she's like a model in this movie, yeah. and then she starts to go crazy. I definitely will say about this movie. It's actually this one I wanted to talk about as well because it's new for twenty twenty one. I went to my list and I was like, oh, this is the one. Uh, so I like the scares. I just didn't didn't really like the acting. She wasn't the greatest. And I, it, oh, they were all obnoxious. Yeah. They were all no. The worst I mean, character. like just just like not good acting. Oh yeah, like, no, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, is yeah. they were all obnoxious. None yeah. of them could act. Yeah, none of them could really act, but I do give it credit because there was one scene where they had like this girl over that came out of the bathroom and like her voice changed and it was like the girlfriend coming through that friend or something like this. She fell on the floor. And oh, yeah. At, and at the like, end, I was, I was like, like, yeah, that that was pretty good. And dope. then the blood like like shoots under the door. I was like, all right, it's, it's pretty good. I um, will also you get an immediate one point five stars from me for having uh scary mannequin somewhere in the movie that's true that, yeah that is like a good scare at least once like that's an automatic one and a half for me and the movie started that way too yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so it's it's quite nice yeah it starts with it literally just starts with like a mannequin her heads up and then like the camera pans around to uh creepy girl or no one 
I can't remember because the camera pans back and forth a couple times. The mannequin changes, like the head, the head flips over, then the head's gone, and then she's there, and then she lunges at the camera, or something like that. And I was like, "All right, I'm interested in this. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, interested to know what's going on here." Yeah, I wasn't. I don't know. I the I that was one of the cold opens that I was like, "Eh." I, well, you, you like start me off with where um, Olivia comes in, and you gain more points because you're just drop me into it type of action. Yeah, because that, that thing never came up from the beginning again. And I was like, well, nope. and once I watched the whole movie, that's when the whole, uh, you know, the the how I liked the intro, I was like, well, this did never come back around. So that's kind of a weird thing to throw yeah. in there. Because I love when they throw in like the last final minutes, but out of context and you have no idea what's going on. And then they come back around to that in the end. And you're like, oh shit, this was because, oh. Yeah, and, and I like it when they do that if it matters. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, don't just, uh, <laughs> fucking, um, I can't think of the movie that is really guilty about doing this. I mean, Hell House. Ha- found footage? Yeah. I mean, Hell House is kind of bad with it, too. Like, they replay that same opening scene, like, six times. Yeah, it's a lot. So, if you overdo it or you put something in there that doesn't fucking matter to the actual story, I don't care. That's why I wasn't super big on the cold opening of this one, but it, oh, was, yeah. it was still. I think I rated it like a three or a two and a half. Like I gave it, was it a good. two. I gave it a two and a half because I was like, okay, I don't hate, I don't like, not like this, but I wasn't, I wasn't fully invested. Yeah. If they just had like a little, if there was like a little extra notch above where they were acting, probably would have given it a three. But yeah. the acting kind of was like, oh, this is not that great. Good premise though. Good scares. You know, if if you want to jump scare a movie. I mean, this in, it, it, in found it, footage, plenty yeah. of jump scares, plenty of jump scares, especially in the. And I guess I got confused towards the end because he starts like crawling around. I'm like, where are you in this place? Because he's crawling through what looks like a big air duct. And I'm like, I don't know so where this is. So in the main apartment, he finds out that there is a crawl space that takes you into the secret room where all the bad shit happens. Oh, OK. Which is why there are all the fur coats and the mannequins. Okay. Yeah. See, I had this playing when I was kind of, I wasn't, I wasn't fully invested. So I know, yeah. I, I know, I missed some things, but um, that was streaming on Prime for free, right? Wasn't it? I uh, yes, it might have been on Shutter, but uh, access through Prime. I'm, I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah, because if you have uh, Shutter through Prime, sometimes it's kind of hard to know if it is on. Uh, Prime or if it is on Shutter, but okay, it, it does it does have the little Prime bar in the corner there. So if you have you Amazon go. Prime and you're in the U.S. or maybe Canada, you can watch this uh, if you like found footage and you like spooky, scary things. I say go for it. It does have a 2.8 out of five on Letterbox. So I mean there that's pretty solid for uh, a new movie this year because a lot of the movies coming out this year theatrically not been great. Yeah. So <laughs> sadly, spe- speaking of ratings on a uh, Letterbox, uh, when I went and wa- uh went to go rate um discarnate it's rated at like a two two and i was like i gave it a solid two five at least i might have given it a three well shit i mean followed i think is like a two three let me double check right followed yeah two two i gave that a four yeah so did i it's because it's found like honestly found footage people just don't like that shit well and discarnate is like a like a theatrical like cinematic thing that's true that's true so uh, but i the acting was pretty bad and they kind of go all over the place so if you're not paying attention to the themes that tell you oh hey because there's a lot of like lighting manipulation and like sound stuff that they go okay you're in this space 
and now you're part of this space, so pay attention as to what's going on. And they do it with kind of the lighting, mostly the lighting. Yep. So if you're not paying attention to that, you're going to be like, what the fuck is going... Why? What? I, yeah. When did this... What's going on? I, I even found myself, like, even when I was like, oh, this lighting is super fucking cool, I would catch myself looking away for a minute and be like, oh, wait, what? Oh, hold on, what? <laughs> I missed this. What the fuck? <laughs> and it's once they... Uh, once they kind of give you the track of, oh, hey, here, what's going on, which, by the way, if you don't figure it out in the first, like, 35 minutes, you're you're not a smart cookie. I apologize. <laughs> but um, once, once they kind of go, okay, here's the thing that's happening now, it goes from, like, oh, okay, this story's kind of boom, rocket ship. Yep. Like, just insane. It's it's really good. It's very goopy. Again, mm-hmm. I've been on a goop movie kick recently. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, this one was also on Prime, I believe, streaming for freezies if you have uh, Prime. So yeah, which by the way, get on it like within the next two or three weeks because it was not free last month. It was a two ninety nine rent. That's my problem with Prime, <laughs> and we, we we talked about this. Uh, over... We talk about this all the time. Yeah, because I'll load up my list with stuff on Prime, and you know, it takes me a while to work through it. I've got a bunch of Blu-rays I got to try to watch, and then I'll go be like, "Fuck, it's not streaming anymore." Okay, I guess I'll get rid of it. And then like a couple of weeks later, it'll be back streaming, and I'll put it on my list, and then I'll forget to watch it again, and then it'll be gone. And I'm like, God yeah, damn like it. like half <laughs> the movies on my Amazon watch list right now aren't even. It's like it's a. It won't even let me watch the trailer. Yeah, sometimes you, it just says, this movie, this is unavailable. And you're like, fucking, oh, God damn it. Take it down. It's not like Netflix where they usually get stuff for like at least a month or a certain amount of time. Yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of hit or miss with Amazon. I don't know how their licensing works yeah. or yeah, whatever. Like, don't allow me to look at the title card <laughs> yeah. if I can't watch it. Fuck you, Amazon. That drives me crazy because, yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. I can rent it unavailable. Well, then what the fuck is the point of doing that? Why are you teasing me? I want to watch this and I can't even rent it. Fuck you. Which, by the way, Daddy Bezos, if you're listening, uh, we'll take a sponsorship. We don't mean anything we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is bright. No. (laughs) Sued immediately. Podcast (laughs) banned. It's over. Um, Yeah. So that's a new one for this year. Um, Me and the wife are going to see one tomorrow called, well, not tomorrow, why the, whatever. Tomorrow, as in it's Saturday, we're going to see one on Sunday. It's called Separation. Uh, it has like a 2.3 on Letterboxd, which really sucked because The Unholy was terrible. Not a good movie. That came out in theaters. Seventh Day was another release for this year. Not theatrical, but also not good. In the Earth was another one. Not so good. And I'm uh, like, okay. Didn't you say uh, St. Maud was meh? No, St. Maude was a goddamn masterpiece. Oh, okay. <laughs> that movie was amazing, but um, that was a very limited release because it got released in the UK last year theatrically. We got like a week or a week of it at the Enzion. Yeah. So we had to go to the Enzion. So I love that movie, but as of, as far as theatrical, that's been the best one. And it's fucking May now. If you haven't, like, it's May. So It's already May. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Gabby played that song in the car today. We jammed out to it. I was like, I mean, fuck it, whatever. It is May. Uh, we are going to see Spiral in two weeks, so fingers fucking crossed that I've I fingers the, crossed that Chris Rock does it justice. Please, 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 see, Sammy J. Here's here's the thing though, <clears throat> is I have a feeling that he's gonna be the only redeeming quality to it. I mean, Sam Jackson's in it, man. If Sam Jabs, Sam Jackson's not a redeeming quality, he fucked up. 
Because he's mm. always what do you, what do you not do you not like do you not like Sam Jackson? No, I love Sam oh, Jackson. Okay. I think he's gonna take a back seat on this. I don't think he's gonna be as major of a character as Well, he's playing uh Chris Rock's dad. So yeah, I don't think he's gonna be a major player, but the two of them together seems good. So I'm, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just hoping. Because like Jigsaw was like, it was okay. Um, but this is supposed to be, you know, from the book of Saw, so it's not really Jigsaw. I don't know. So I'm fingers crossed. We've been waiting for a year at this point because it was supposed to come out last May and then COVID happened. So I'm fucking fingers crossed we get a good theatrical this year because seriously, it's not looking good so far. It's very upsetting. Oh, look, the DMV just sent me something. Your car has been set on fire. Yay. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were about to literally say your car has been towed. It's I was been like, towed. God damn it. DMV lets you know when it's <laughs> towed. Um, yeah, so those are some things we've been watching recently. Uh, I got nothing else up top if you're ready to just fucking go go heavy into this shit. Let's fucking go into this crossover right. episode. So, 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 we're also so. going to at least. <laughs> that, was, that was beautiful. Um, I'm going to do a lot of comparing to quarantine because uh, I watched I watched that recently and I didn't realize how fucking similar. I mean, I know they're similar, but there's like I wrote down like different parts where I was like, that's the same that like wow, it's there, like, there. There is a lot of like shot for shot type of stuff yeah. almost. But I do. Number one, because it's the original. Yeah, I appreciate wreck a little bit more. Well, yeah, of course. Of course. No, number two. I like the little bit of extra kooky they go through. Um, and, and, and we'll get to that in the comparison. Um, I'm probably going to spoil quarantine a little bit. As well, we can't spoil quarantine because then that spoils this. I don't want to spoil these movies. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. I figured we'd go until like, you know, like uh, fucking CDC guy comes in pretty much. And then it's like. Oh yeah, so yeah, that's about like it's like forty five minutes in, and so uh, yeah, so, I, was, I was about to say like thirty seven minutes in. It's yeah, I think it was like forty nine when um yeah. So take it away with uh, it's not rec one, it's just called rec. Yeah, which <laughs> is short for if for you millennials who are listening that don't know what hey, things that's are. Me Buster. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually no, not even millennials. I'm a millennial. You fucking Gen Zers. <laughs> You fucking Zoomers. Um, Is that what they're called? Zoomers. Zoomers? That's what the internet like calls them. Oh, interesting. Like boomers like with a Z. baby boomers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Wreck, it is a wonderful rated R film, and it deserves every bit of that R. Um, Runtime of one hour, 18 minutes. Uh, horror mystery thriller. I would throw sci-fi in there as well. I would if, too. If I'm being honest. A little bit. A little, um, little bit sci-fi there. Released on November 23rd, 2007 in Spain. We got it not too long after that. I'm pretty sure. We got it around 0708. Next line. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Um, there was a limited theatrical run in the U.S., on October 17th in 08 and then premiered on DVD in the U S was, uh, July 14th, uh, 2009. So I do definitely remember getting the DVD for it through Netflix. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, he, but here's what's funny is so back around that time, um, my dad and I used to go over to my uncle's house to have a movie night because my grandmother at the time was having like some old lady club that we had to be out of the house for. 
So my uncle had rented wreck. Oh, quarantine came and he was like, this is not what I wanted. This, Cause this is back when Netflix was like male only. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he sent it, we watched it, he sent it back and then the next week came and we actually got to watch wreck. And I was like, Oh shit, this is so much better. <laughs> um, yeah. Good luck with these names. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I but. can, I can at least fake Spanish names <laughs> better than I can. Asian names, like Asian, sure. French, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was directed by Jaime Balaguero and Paco Plaza. Um, Juame also directed Rec Two and Four, as well as some other Spanish horror. Which honestly, I'm thinking about doing a deep dive into his stuff. Facts. Um, Plaza also directed. Rec 2 and 3, as well as Veronica. Remember that one that Netflix was like, this is so scary, people are turning it off halfway through. And then I watched it and I was like, that's that's it. Oh, It was one of those things that was around the internet <laughs> you, for so you, long. You know what's hilarious is I did only watch it for halfway because it was not good. Yeah, because like, and I was because I'm like, anytime I see that, I'm like, okay, I'll be the judge of if it's scary or not. And I watched the whole thing. Like, I mean, it was okay, but yeah. it wasn't so scary. I had to vomit or like turn it off. Whatever. Um, <coughs> some of the people starring in this movie are Manuela Velasco. Um, she played the main character Angela. Um, Farron Terraza as Manu, who is one of the firefighters of the movie. Um, Jorge Yamam as Serrano. No, that's sorry. That's his full name right there. He's got a hyphen. Oh, he's, he's a hyphen. Jorge Yamam Serrano <laughs> as, uh, Officer Joven or Hilvan. Um, Hoven. <laughs> and Pablo Rosso as Pablo. They really, really thought of a, you know, they had to give him a real good name for that. Which, which, <laughs> which fun fact about Pablo Rosso is he was actually the director of photography for all four of the movies in the franchise. Which is pretty awesome. So that's fun. And it's funny because he played Pablo in this one as the cameraman, and then he, pay, he played Rosso in the second one as the cameraman. <laughs> Little fun fact yeah. there. Um, really nothing to do with each other. It's just, no. yeah. <laughs> um, it had a budget of 1.5 million euros. Do that math. Cause we're not gonna, sorry. Um, <laughs> it also grossed 32 million that's, euros. That's world. Well, that's, no, that's just worldwide. Oh, that's See, just dollars. Well, it's funny. Cause when I was writing this down, I said, okay, 1.5 million euros. And then it grossed and it said, it just said 32 million. I'm like, now I'm questioning what that is when they, how do they calculate like what, what are they? Cause usually when it says it's gross, it just says gross, you know, cause it's, you know, it's a worldwide gross. So I'm yeah. like, wait, now I just, my brain went into hyperdrive. Like, okay, how are they calculating the gross? Is that in terms of our dollars? Is that all the monetary See, things? Can, I'm like, oh, I, I, I hurt would, my brain. So I would venture to say what I, I get. It would have to be euros because it's a European, uh, bleh, bleh, European, <laughs> European, European currency. Not only that, but oh. it's a European publishing house. So you would think that they would gross in whatever their fucking currency is. Yeah, but I, I don't. That, so that's why I was curious because you know, for a gross, it's a worldwide. So it, that's that's U.S. dollars. That's any country that plays in it. That's their money. So now I'm like, okay, for foreign movies, I don't know. Whatever. So thirty-two million. 
I don't know. I'm going by box office mojo. So fucking maybe they say something about it. I don't know. There's a conversion chart. Maybe who fucking knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, continuing on movies that came out, out around the same time as a, uh, so the first one was actually a limited U S release as a uh, Lakeview Terrace. My best friend's girl came out around this time. Sorry, I should have specified. I totally didn't go over this with you, man. I'm so sorry. The um, th these are movies that came out around the same time as the U.S. limited release of Wreck in America. Sorry, oh, sorry. Gotcha, I, totally, gotcha, I, gotcha. I was frazzled with the whole car thing. <laughs> I totally forgot to go over this with you. That's Not my a problem. Bad. That's my bad. All right. <clears throat> my best friend's girl also came out. Eagle Eye, which I have no idea what that is. Never saw it. Shia LaBeouf and oh. Michelle Monaghan. Oh no. Mm. <laughs> I'm not, it's, it's okay. not, I'm not a huge Shia fan. Eh, it's, I, it's I, my experience is even Steven and Transformers, and neither of those are very good. Oh man, you should see Peanut Butter Falcon. Then that he—that's his like return to acting. Fucking great, fantastic. <laughs> um, then the most disgusting thing on this list, <laughs> which is uh, a movie that made over two hundred million dollars, and that's motherfucking Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Fucking. Woof! Like woof. literally, yeah, literally woof. Fucking woof! Like I saw that and I want, I wanted to take my trip and just vomit everywhere. Like, are you kidding me? Two hundred million dollars for that pile of shit? Really? Yeah. Fuck that movie. Um, Body of Lies, which was good. Yeah. Qu Quarantine, which is hilarious <laughs> because you know those guys were at some film festival, saw that, and we were like. We got to do it before they get it to America. We got to make a million dollars off this at least. <laughs> um, Max Payne, which I was extremely disappointed by because I'm a huge fan of like the video game series. I think we all were. Um, Changeling, Saw 5, which I... Was that the one in 3D? No, Saw 7 was the one in 3D. Okay. Yeah. I, I get everything was in 3D for about two years. So Yeah, there's that point in time where, yeah, every, everything. Like, it's the dark ages of film. It's nothing needed to be in, like, fucking animated movies? Cool. Anything else? No. Just no. don't do it. I'm glad they learned their lesson after, like, 2010 and just kind of stopped that shit because just, just get get rid of it. Um, Zach and Mary make a porno. Madagascar Escape to Africa. Like coming to America. Um, Slumdog Millionaire and Quantum of Solace. I mean, those are some heavy hitting movies yeah, right there. Yeah, those are some. And to gross 32 million as a fucking found footage horror, like. God Good damn, for you. That's some fucking pedigree right there. Good for you, yeah. Um, As for the body count, we are going, honestly, for both movies. Yeah. To. Question Leave it up mark. to your own interpretation. How many people did you want to be dead? Because that is the correct answer. Well, with people, with movies like this where people kind of, you know, reanimate, it's like, okay, I mean, I know they're dead. So it's, it's really hard to keep track of who's actually dead and who's coming back to life. So question mark. Yeah. Um, Straight up question mark. So let's fucking kick off this review. Um, We're not going to be doing like full-on synopses of these movies because right about at the same point in each movie it kind of like okay we gotta stop talking about it now because everything after that point is extremely plot heavy and will ruin the rest of the movie yeah fa facts um so movie opens with our heroine angela 
in a fire station. She is what appears to be a TV reporter. Come to find out she is the talent, for lack of a better word, for this show called While You... While you're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. While you're sleeping or while you were asleep. While you were like sleeping. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it seems that it's just kind of this fluff piece show to like, oh, this is what firemen do. Oh, this is what bakers do. Oh, this is what this job does. <laughs> All the stuff that assumedly runs while you're sleeping, that keeps your world going while you're sleeping. Um, and she's being shown around the fire station. She's like, oh, this is cool. Y'all play basketball. And oh, look at how many people are eating dinner. And oh, look, I'm putting on the fireman pants. <laughs> do, do, do. And it's just kind of her being like a ditzy, for lack of a better word, just like news anchor girl. And she's like, oh, it would be so great if something were to happen and those alarms were to go off and we just had to rush out there so we could see how you actually work. And the fireman's like, yeah, that doesn't happen most of the time. It's mostly just like us hanging out, being ready, not doing much. You know, palling around and stuff. <laughs> so they get a call on the radio and it's like, unit, blah, blah, blah. Fucking go to this address. They're, they can't get this person out of the apartment. And Angela's like, all right, fuck yeah, let's go. So they all hop into the fire truck and take off down the road and they get to an apartment complex where once they get in, everybody's like downstairs and they're like, oh, thank God you're here. Fucking so-and-so has locked herself in a room. We can't get her to come out. We need to take care of her because she's sickly or something. Cho I'd Chochicho or something her name is like. It's like it's like Chochito. That's her yeah, name. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember the exact specific because they kind of just... The one thing I really, really love about the uh, about this series in general is no matter what movie, they just kind of go, hey, ready, go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're talking 10 minutes in. This fucking, it takes a rocket ship to the moon and you're just, oh, yeah. you're just in it like, fucking what's going on? So firemen arrive on scene. They start to go, oh, they start to assess the situation going, all right, what the fuck's going on? Somebody give us some information. And then a policeman walks from the second floor down and he's like, hey, glad you're here. Here's what's going on. And he proceeds to explain that there is an elderly woman that they cannot get out of her room. They were called for a wellness check because she's just been screaming like like screaming bloody murder. And all of her uh, apartment compatriots can't get her out to check on her. So the firemen go up and they're like, all right, they're trying to get in. So they go to like bust down the door and the door's just kind of unlocked. So they walk in and they're like, what, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, miss so-and-so, miss so-and-so, it's the fire department. We're here to check on you. And then the camera pans up and you just see this grotesque, rotund, <laughs> bloody, Granny from hell just staring at him. A, a rabid granny, mayhaps? <laughs> did, did we just come out of the void? Are we being recorded right now? <laughs> oh, my God. It took us so long. <laughs> Two fucking weeks it's in been, that void. been down here for so long. <laughs> it smells like socks in here. <laughs> oh, that was the best. Oh God! I'm so glad we're back, back to some sort of normalcy. Continue. Um, so the uh, the police officer that's running the scene walks over to this lady and he's like, "Hey, because oh yeah, by the way, this woman is drenched, 
covered, smathered in blood. She's just like, just like, like yeah. back and forth, just like wild and like lifting up her skirt, and you're like, okay, yeah. She, she, she's a, she's or her a gown, whatever. She's a called. fat version of Deborah Logan. <laughs> yeah, a fat uh, Hispanic version of Deborah Logan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go watch that movie too. You'll understand. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, the the police officer gets closer and closer and he like grabs her by the arm and he's like rubbing her back and he's like it's all right we're here for you blah 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 and then like you you get a breath you like get that one moment of like, every, every, everything's e- fine everything's good and then woman straight bites this man's face like a chimp on Xanax it was fucking like from his eyebrow down to his neck like just gashed, yeah, just and then her just ripped his face off, and you see it too. They're, they don't, they don't hold back. You just see this all this skin rip off his face. You're like, ooh, we're like eleven minutes in. This is too much already. This is like end of the movie shit, man. So all the firemen hop on this woman yeah. and they start to like try and wrestle her. She's wrestling away four full grown men. <laughs> I can't remember if it's the cop that gets up or if another police officer gets up and pops like one or two rounds into the woman's shoulder and she falls over. Does do they do that already? Yeah, they do that already. Um, hmm. I don't remember that until way later in the movie. No, that's when she when they actually kill her. Yeah, well, yeah. Qu- heavy, heavy air quotes. And heavy salt air on quotes. That. Um. So they subdue this woman thinking that it is now not a problem anymore. They bring the policeman back downstairs. Everybody starts freaking out and they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. So, yeah. So everybody in this hotel or apartment starts trying to leave and you hear all these like helicopters and you see all these lights coming through the windows and you're like, okay, that's weird. And then you just hear the unfurling of what sounds like a giant roll of plastic. And then you can't see out the windows anymore. And you're like, oh shit, that was a giant roll of plastic. And from the other side of the door, you hear, do not be alarmed. This is the fucking CDC or what the fuck, whatever Spain's version of the CDC is. And we have this situation under control. Y'all can't leave right now. Yada, yada. So everybody's like, why can't we leave? What the fuck is going on? And the police deputy is getting um, radio updates the entire time. And he's like, yeah, so apparently there's something going on in here. We can't leave. Um, but they won't tell us what it is. They say, just say it's under control. Um, at that point, they are sitting in the stairwell. And then my favorite horror mo- or my favorite horror scene of this happens where all of a sudden just a man pancakes onto the floor. Ah! You don't even hear him scream. You like, it's, it's very faint, but you can hear him like scream a little bit, but yeah, and then just splat. And you're but like, it's, it's mostly silence until he hits yeah. the ground and everybody realizes what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and then pandemonium just breaks out. They're like, what the fuck is going on? Ah! And then they, they all get calmed down by, uh, the quote unquote medical intern as he's treating the cop and over the radio, you get, we have to take blood samples from everybody. Make sure everybody is downstairs. We're going to be sending someone in. Right. And right about there is as much as I can give the listeners without, 
you know, ruining the rest of the movie. Oh man, you skipped so much. I did. Oh, you skipped so much. Well, I mean, it's fine. I, I, if that's if that's what you want, we can leave because that's where I wanted to leave it too. Well, no, I, yeah, that's where I'm I'm leaving it. But like, there's, I don't want to like give all of the lead up away because. It, that's kind of where the tension gets built is like True. that is like that 10 minutes before you get to the guy with the agent coming in. Um, yeah. Whatever the equivalent of the CDC in Mexico is, I'm they not called sure. it BNC and I think it's Spain. No BNC is bionuclear or chemical threat. That's, oh. that's, that's what's, what was going on with the building. They, they said they're calling it a BNC because it's either a bionuclear or a chemical threat. Oh, yeah. I thought they were saying the BNC is here. No, so, no, no. Okay. Let it also be known that neither of these movies are available for rent. You have to like sign up a free seven day trial or whatever. So I yo-hoed both of these movies because I'm not signing up for stuff that I'm going to forget about for two months. That's uh, fair. <laughs> I mean, I think you can rent them on Amazon, but I know they're subbed or, or they're dubbed because yeah, and and yeah. do not do watch not, these movies. Do dark. not. Do it's, not. It will take an amazing movie and turn it into a maybe two star movie. And that's what I can't stand. Okay, and, and I'm not trying to single anybody out, but I don't like it when people are like, I can't watch uh, subbed movies; they have to be dubbed. And I'm like. And then they don't like them. And I'm like, well, you don't like them because it's not, first of all, it's not the organic voice. Second of all, it doesn't translate perfectly. You know yeah. what I mean? And also it's just, it, it's, you have it, to watch the fucking mouth flaps. Yeah. And it does. And it, when it's not matching up, so please, 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 if you're going to watch these, watch them in their original format, you can, I bought the box set from shout factory. Um, because the, I mean, that's the only way, or, or you can buy the Blu-rays from wherever to get them. Um, just subtitled because yeah, watching them dubbed. I remember I rented it for Gabby to watch and like a minute in when she was still like in the fire station, I was like, Nope. I was like, can't do this. I was like, I can't nope, do gotta this. Change it. I was like, gotta change it. I'll just wait and I'll order them later. So please, please, please watch them in the original Spanish. Um, because or, that's, yeah. that's the other thing about these movies is now, number two, not as much, but the acting in these granted, I don't speak the language, so I can only have so much of an opinion. But the acting in these movies is fucking great. Yeah, and I always say um, we say that a lot with the foreign movies because I guess it's I guess it's harder to tell for as, us anyway. Yeah. yeah, for us, if uh, you know people from different countries are, are aren't as good. I don't know. I guess it's harder because like I can tell when an American person sucks at acting, but it it may be harder for us to tell for foreign people. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, I can tell you that I thought they were all great. I thought they were I, fucking I can, great. I can also, I've come to realize, especially with watching, um, like Korean horror, because Korean horror they go out to be like, okay, we're gonna act this the best fucking we can, and like we've seen Mexican Babaro, we know what bad. Okay, I, I guess that's on true. That end. I guess I just so, don't see much of it. You know what I mean? No, so it's hard to know what's bad and good. Well, and I think part of that is generally when we're watching foreign stuff, the stories are all so fresh. It's not like, oh, ghost in the woods. Oh, yeah. scary cabin. Oh, slasher. It's like wild shit. Man. Yeah, it's like, I mean, oh, there's this curse on this fucking village that does shit to babies and <laughs> in but, yeah goddamn in Pentagon. i watched that i, I rewatched that again recently and i was like fuck, fuck yeah it. it's, it's so good it's flawless man it's flawless <laughs> it really is um 
but yeah, the uh, this movie was fantastic. It's it's just so good. Yeah, and uh, what and I re- it flies by. I mean, yeah, it's the an, first one anyway. It's an hour and eighteen minutes, and I mean, you don't feel the only because like you don't feel any of that because like ten minutes in. Shit's already happening. And I mean, yeah, there's like maybe like a slow, like when the interviews happen, when she's interviewing everyone to kind of get their backstory. That's like the only slow moment of the movie, but you're getting backstory and it's like full of information. So it's not boring. I forgot how like much racist undertones they put in that Oh, movie. yeah, that one guy who's complaining about the Chinese people. You're like, oh, God, that's racist as hell. And weird fucking parallel Guy complaining about Chinese people with something contagious on the loose. And now we're in a place where people are complaining about Chinese people because there's contagious yeah. shit on the loose. It's it, it's weird because... Oh, no, go ahead. I, so that reminds me of another freaky-ass parallel. You know the song uh, Handlebars by the Flowbots? I can ride my bike with... Yeah. So, so that song that was released in 2005... <laughs> yeah, Ooh. all all you oh el- all you elder millennial listeners, <gasps> you now qualify for your uh, AARP card, dude. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's downstairs. I have one. <laughs> they lowered the age or something because I have an AARP card. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, continue. But it's at the American Association of Retired Persons. I, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. How. Anyways, um, so that song was released in two thousand and five. It is about a man who develops multiple skills throughout his life to gain popularity and clout with people. Then using that popularity and clout to win power over governments to eventually become a world leader. And there is a line in the song that says, I could hand out a million vaccinations or let them all die of asphyxiation. Oh, yeah. And I'm like... Like oh. that that is way too like future oh, shit. telling. That's an earth-shattering reality that you just dropped on the table right now. Wow, he cuz I yeah, you I can hear him singing that that line right now. Oh, and, I, wow. and I'm like we're we're literally living in this time right now. That's what's happening right now. Wow. Okay, a lot of parallels happening today. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that one cuz that's kind of scary. Synchronicities. <laughs> uh yeah, but this movie is uh, truly amazing cuz it really uh well, okay, I have a question because I didn't... Because if you've watched Quarantine, they pretty much established that what they think is happening is like a, a severe case of rabies. Do they mention that in the first one? Because they mention it briefly in two. So... But I don't remember them saying anything about rabies in the first one. No, but what they do... See, and that's why I personally like this over Quarantine is because Quarantine sets you up to be like... Oh, this is what it is. It was done by this guy for this purpose because of this set of actions that has happened. Yeah. Whereas in Wreck, they're just like, oh, yeah, there was this kooky shit that happened like way back when and somebody got a hold of it and then decided to do something with it. But it also has this extenuous thing that yeah, it that, can yeah, do that it can't even go into right now be and that they add an extra layer of like yeah but why but it's not unenjoyable like now it makes what, you in, in two no in in the first one as to what 
the thing is at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they add that little bit of like, Oh, here's, here's what it is, but Oh, here's what it does. And you're like, I want to see what it does. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I want to see it. I guess. But you know, you know, as to not completely copy them, because I just want to talk about some similarities that I, that I noticed, obviously the, from this to quarantine fire station scene was pretty much like same thing. Yeah. Almost the same thing. Uh, even the building was like this. I swear, was that the same fucking building? Because it was the same setup. It it might Do- have been fucking door sliding, you know, uh, or not sliding door. Um, whatever that door is, you can lift. rolling rolling door in the back, spiral staircase up. Same fucking building. Even the tenants are about the same. You have the Chinese couple who are the uh, African couple in quarantine. You have the mother daughter with the fever. Yeah. So you have all this stuff, and even the first attack from the old lady, how they shut down the building, crazy cop who hates the camera and points the gun at everybody. Uh, the CDC scene, like, it's so similar. So they definitely had to do something different. And I, I kind of like that they went with rabies because it is 100% fatal once you start to show signs. Yeah. So it's just this, like, crazy ramped up form of rabies. So I liked that. Um, And I hate to say that I liked it a little bit better than what they explained because when they go into it in two, I'm like... They kind I mean, they kind of don't. Well, well, they go into it in two, and it kind of downplays a little bit what happened in one because you're like, yeah, oh, this, you're not wrong. You're like, this is a whole new thing that, while I like it and it is wacky, it's fun. Oh, it's like, very wacky. But you're like, that's almost kind of it. Just slightly ruins one a little bit. I still rated Wreck above Quarantine, but honestly, at the end of the day, if I'm gonna watch one. Is going to be quarantine. I hate to say it. I just feel like that one's a little bit more it's accessible. A, it's accessible. What's well, accessible. It's a little more scary. This one's definitely more bloody. So, I feel so. Yes to being overall more scary, but I will say the thing that you see in the penthouse in wreck is way better than the thing you see in the penthouse in quarantine. I disagree because quarantine is actually Doug Jones as that thing as to where the one in wreck fucking CG CG. I I know that, but the thing as CG, while less impressive that it's not a costume, it is overall more unsettling it's the as same a thi- thing. No, it looks different. It's pretty much the same thing. Mm. It's a tall, gangly thing with weird boobs and straggly hair. It is. That's fair. I don't know. I mean, that's I, fair. Agree to disagree. It's a. It's pretty much the same thing. Um, and that's what's crazy about these two movies is because okay, let's let's go back in history because people hate remakes that do something different. Like, um, fucking, what am I trying to think of? There's one remake, like Pet Cemetery. Yeah. People hated Pet Cemetery because it does something completely different. I liked it. Well, <laughs> I, I loved it. But people also hate things like Psycho, which was a shot-for-shot remake. Okay, so wh- where's the middle ground? There for is me, none. Fuck for, you, this is horror. <laughs> for me, it's quarantine because it hits, yeah. it hits the exact same beats as Wreck, does something a little bit different that you're either not going to like or you are going to like, but... That's I feel like quarantine is such and it's really it's not it's got like a two five which is which is weird but I understand because it is a remake but it does such a good job of keeping the story true to what Wreck was but also doing something a little bit different and I will say I prefer Angela well uh, whatever her name is in real life over Jennifer Carpenter because yeah. while I love Carpenter and she does a great job at acting she has a tendency to overdo situations yeah. and overact and it takes you out of it just a little bit she gets very hysterical. And while it can work sometimes, it's kind of like, okay, like, 
Tone, tone it back. Yeah. So if they could put Angela in quarantine. Yeah, that would be really <laughs> like, good. Amazing. And, and that that's kind of where the, the hard line is for this movie is because it, I would probably any given Sunday rate both quarantine and wreck the exact same. Yeah. And the only because it's like, I like the actors and the actual scares better in wreck, but I like the accessibility the the lighting is definitely better. And the camera in work, man. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The wait, the lighting is better in Wreck? No, the lighting is better in Quarantine. Oh, yeah. And the camera work. Because yeah. Wreck, I know it's found footage, but it is, dude, it is it's, shaky. It is all over it the place. It is awful. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of was like, all right, I'm getting a little motion sickness. And, and the other thing that I also noticed, because this is what I do, like halfway through Wreck, they change what type of camera they're using. Because the quality, so when when they're in the um firehouse, mm-hmm. it's very like almost VHS grainy, hmm. and as they work their way through the house, the picture quality gets progressively better. Well, you did download yours, right? Yes, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe it's the download because I. I mean, I, I would like I to. Mean, get, I'd like to rewatch it now to see if I noticed, but I, it was, maybe. But, but Shout it, Factory does restore things. Well, so. uh, yeah, but I'm That's also tr- I'm also talking like we're talking like background scenes that yes, if they're gonna have noise, they're gonna have noise anyway. Hmm. But it's more like oh, I'm looking at that back wall, and that back wall is a little less pixelated and a little less grainy than you know a shot of a similarly colored back wall hmm. in later on in the movie Interesting. and maybe I was just watching it with an over. Cause like, I'm like, I know what happens in this movie. Let's try and fucking pick some shit out. No, that's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, yeah. And I, and I'm, of course I'm taking notes as the, uh, you know, I'm taking notes, reading subtitles and try, like, so I was doing a lot yeah. for like the first 40 minutes of this movie. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I gave this a, uh, overall, I, I do say, I say this is the stronger movie. Um, it feels a little bit more realistic to me. It feels like it was because, you know, quarantine, at, at, it feels like it was, you know, more scripted than Wreck was. If I mean, I know they're all scripted, obviously. Actually, when we get to the uh, trivia, we'll realize that it, Wreck really wasn't. But Wreck just felt more in the moment, realistic, and like we were going along for the ride. And quarantine did, did feel a little... On rails. Yeah, on rails. Because, you know, it's American-made movie. So, um but nonetheless, like I said, I will rate Wreck more because we wouldn't have Quarantine without Wreck. It is the stronger movie, in my opinion, but I do find myself watching Quarantine more. But I did give this a uh, give this a four out of five. As did I. Oh, as did you. Okay. Yes. And this has a uh, 3.6 out of five on Letterboxd, uh, and it's got a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, which is pretty much right on par with Letterboxd. So it, it is a good movie. This is probably one of the one of the highest rated found footage movies, because if you look at even Cloverfield, Cloverfield's got a three, three on letterbox. And I mean, that's a four star movie. If yeah. not a four and a half for me, that movie's fucking ridiculous. Dep- depends on the day and who I'm watching. It right. With. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good movie. So, um, I I'd say definitely check this out. Please, please watch the subbed. Do not watch the dubbed. Um, let's go to this trivia. It's, it's right a here. Satan slave scenario. Satan slaves and pedagogy. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, just watch the subbed. All right, so so for uh, for trivia, the actors were actually never given a script in its entirety, so they just kind of had to fucking 
get a little bit as a time at, at a time as they were going through it. And that's why I feel like this one felt more um, in the moment. It, Sometimes it wouldn't be until they were actually like filming their scenes. They'd be like, oh, yo, hey, read these lines. Boom, done. Thank you. Now I'm putting this back in my pocket. And that's why it felt a little bit yeah, more unscripted because it, it really technically was. it wasn't. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very like Blair Witchy type of thing. Oh, hey, yeah, you're doing this. You're not actually doing that. Yeah. But you're doing this. And people like on the set were like, well, this is stressful. Like, what the fuck? Am I dying today? Hello? Um, this, this made the actors more often than not, uh, you know, really fucking stressed out, um, nervous, apprehensive on the day of filming. Um, it it was great for the movie, but we developed a bunch of like mini Shelly Duvalls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I'm petrified now for my life. Um, the, everything was shot like on location. They didn't have to build any sound stages or like sets, which is really cool. The thing that I find really impressive because from the little bit of like film that I studied in school and like how shit works, they filmed this chronologically, which is never how it works. You, you, you would think, Oh yeah, that's how you fucking shoot a movie. No, no, that's not how it it's works on location shoots. But I mean, it does make sense because this is literally one locate or I mean, two locations, you know, fire, yeah. firehouse and then apartment. So, Makes sense, but yeah, that's impressive. That's why I think this movie works so well. Um, when it came to casting, the directors deliberately chose actors who were not familiar to uh, help make the piece more realistic, a la you know, fucking Blair Witch, uh, what Cannibal Holocaust, all that shit. Where they go, oh yeah, these people were real, and they died. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, and the actors were also, uh, good at improv. So that was the other thing they wanted. So they could kind of keep it on their toes since they weren't going to give them a fucking script. Yeah. Right. Like here's a script. You read it. Okay. I'm taking this back. Action. Fuck. <laughs> and then the other thing that I find, uh, pretty funny is that the, uh, the DVD wasn't released until after its remake quarantine came out. And the sequel had already been confirmed. Yeah. So they were like, oh, yeah. So a bunch of people in America probably thought, oh, hey, this is a fucking knockoff of quarantine that just came out. Right. When, yeah, for us in America. Yeah, at least. for us, yeah. Us, us dumb whiteies. Yeah, us dumb dumbs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it definitely a solid, solid movie. Uh, if you've seen Quarantine and have not heard of Wreck, uh, go watch it because it will completely. Like like make I don't know it'll flip everything you know about found footage upside down because it's fucking wacky man it, 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 it really is wacky. Is. Um, I'm gonna have to blow through this review. <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen though because there's a lot of spoilers in this one. It's kind of hard to talk about this one to begin yeah, with. Yeah, this this one isn't gonna be very hard. We've got honestly like 15, 20 minutes that we can actually talk about without giving away the rest of everything. Yeah, there's the, I can talk about <laughs> I can talk about the beginning, skip through about 20 minutes and then give you a little bit more before we uh before we end the shit. So this is obviously Wreck 2 and uh if you've seen uh if you if you have seen the Wreck movies, you know it's like Wreck in little parentheses and the 2 looks like a uh, like you know squared. Yeah. So it's not yeah, so I I like the way they did that. Which also speaking of that, I very much appreciate that the ending rock song credits is the opening rock song credits to this. Oh, it's is it? Yeah, it's the same exact Oh, song. nice. Because I watched them back to back. Yeah, so did I. Last night, I watched them. Rec 1, Rec 2. Uh, rated R, uh, runtime of 1 hour, 25 minutes. Released on October 2nd, 2009 in Spain. The U.S. got it on VOD June 4th, 2010. And then we also had a limited theatrical run on July 9th in 2010. 
No mystery on this one, which is weird, because this is just listed as a horror thriller. Definitely some mystery going on in there, if you're asking me. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, more mystery than the first one. Yeah. um, Because they try and explain the first one. Exactly. So, directed by the same guys, obviously, as we said before. Uh, This one is starring a man named Jonathan D. Malore as Dr. Owen, Oscar Zafra as Jefe, Ariel Casas as Lara, and Alejandro Casas as Martos. Um, now, this is where it gets weird because the budget for this one was just straight up 5.6 million. Didn't say euros, just said 5.6 5.6 million, and then also grossed 18 million. So I would call that a win. You almost, you know, you tripled your money plus a little extra. And uh, movies that came out around the same time uh, as the limited US uh, release we have A Team, Karate Kid, Toy Story 3, Grown Ups, Twilight Eclipse, Last Airbender, Despicable Me. Predators, not the 80s one. The I guess there was another one. Fucking, I didn't even know that. Uh, the Sorcerer's Princess, <laughs> a Princess, Apprentice, Inception, Salt, Dinner for Schmucks, and the other guys. So there are only like, okay, so Inception was great. Dinner for Schmucks was goddamn amazing. Oh, it was fucking hysterical. And Toy Story 3 was really good. The rest of these absolute trash i mean yeah last airbender was probably one of the most remarkable pieces of shit in cinema history speaking of which do you know why it was so bad uh, no maybe do you know where their budget went no so the The director no so (laughs) thing is shamalama ding dong makes all that much money why do you think he's constantly cranking shit out i don't know no so (laughs) the kid that they got to play ang was actually a professional like martial artist so they blew all their money on a kid that actually knew the fucking kata instead of a kid that could act that's fair yeah (laughs) damn it hollywood also just horrible casting all the way around like literally i could go to a local high school and cast that (laughs) that movie better i think you're i think what we're talking about is high school musical probably a better movie honestly probably has better ratings because this has like a one point Three, I think. It doesn't even deserve that. (laughs) You deserve zero. Um, You deserve to get blipped. Can we get a Can we get a negative rating on this? Can we get a Thanos snap on this shit? (laughs) Uh, Body count again? Question mark. To be determined. TBD. Whatever you feel like it is, because it's kind of hard to. uh... Oh shit! Oh shit! I didn't tell you my specific horror moment from the first one. I think it was the same one as yours. Um, let me just double check here. Oh, where he's falling down the... Specific horror moment. Stairwell. Oh, no. Mine's different. So at one point in the movie, they uh, the camera like kind of leans over the railing, and you see all of those infected people look up, and I was like, no, that's yeah. so much different. Because in quarantine, there's like two. This one, there's like fucking like nine. I was like, oh, shit. And then they all just you know run up the stairs. So that was mine. Um it, there, there was definitely some uh, twenty-eight days later vibes going on with that, and I was like, "Yeah, you, you touching me, <laughs> you touching me, right, wreck." <laughs> uh, specific horror moments for me in this were uh, shotgun to the dome. Oh, uh, that, that was that was my favorite one. Okay, and then uh, fireworks to the face. That one was also very good, <laughs> yeah. but the uh, the fucking <laughs> I was like, "Good, God, all right." Okay, I'm just going to blow that kid's head off. That happens very early on as well. Um, all right, so. Not uh, early enough, though. I, <laughs> wow. 
I'm just going to kind of go through this so quickly because it's kind of hard to talk about this without spoilers. But uh, we open up with literally the last shot of the first movie. Spoilers, can't say what it is. Then it cuts to four guys in a SWAT car. Um, that is Martos, fucking Lara, the chief, and then the cameraman. So it's weird because about 30 minutes into this movie, I'm like, why is the main camera like perfectly crystal clear? And then they cut into the helmet cams and those are kind of shoddy. Well, it's because they actually have a cameraman with them. The fourth guy isn't like a SWAT guy. He's just got, he's, he's got a camera. Oh yeah. Cause I, I, I saw the, I saw his shadow. Cause at one point the camera gets set down and I'm like, wait, he set the camera down and then he picks the camera back up. So he's not oh, a SWAT okay. guy. So, <laughs> I, and see, there were a couple scenes in this where I was like, this is a very suspicious angle to have found footage with. Like, what are you like? What are you doing? Yeah. So, like, uh, there there are a couple like they're like it'll be all of them standing in a group like talking to each other, and then the camera will be like just lifted ever so slightly to where it would be like a corner room shot. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, what? This is, this is not found there's, footage. There's even times where one, I think the chief tells the guy who's behind the camera, he's like, get the camera, get the camera. I'm like, all right, so you're an actual cameraman because, yeah, everyone else is, is on their helmet. They have three SWAT guys with helmet cams, and it's very grainy and kind of low quality. So I, I figured that out. And once I figured that out, I felt so much better. Which, by the way, how do we have that level of picture on fucking SWAT helmet cams in 2009. That's pretty but, good. But our police body cams now look like you're fucking shooting them behind a toaster. They're not shooting a movie. <laughs> but know. you know what they are shooting. <laughs> but up, up, wow. but up, up. Bam. <laughs> there we go. Oh, goddamn. That, was, that one was good. <laughs> okay. So they're in this like SWAT car. They're doing weapons check and camera checks and all that stuff. And then they pull outside the building of obviously the first movie. And uh, this is taking place like like moments out like it picks up pretty much right where the first one left off. They meet up with this guy named Owen. He's from the Ministry of Health, and he brings them up to speed uh, about what's going on inside. About you know pretty much the entire first movie, and this is the first mention actually of rabies because they mention rabies and then it's a throwaway line and that's it. They're like they're like we think it might be rabies because if you've seen Quarantine, you know that. The dog had this weird case of rabies and like they passed it to the kid and the kid passed it to the building or whatever. At least that's what they say in quarantine. But you don't really get that from Rec. But this is like the one throwaway line where like we think it's rabies. Well, and what's funny is it's a throwaway line on top of a throwaway line because they go, they're experiencing symptoms. Ra- yeah. They're experiencing symptoms that look like rabies. Right. But they're having actual flu-like symptoms. Yeah. So they're like, oh yeah, here's this rabies. Oh, but maybe it's just like a really bad type of flu. So it's like throwaway on top of throwaway. Yeah. That they're like, I ah, just don't worry about it. Yeah. So Owen takes the guys inside and he's like, okay, this is not an airborne virus. It's in fluids like blood and saliva. And then they go upstairs to the apartment at the very top called the penthouse. Can't tell you what goes on in there because it's complete spoilers. But essentially, Owen's like, okay, we have to find this thing. We need to get this to to fix this to get out of here. And again, I can't say anything because it really spoils everything. Oh. Oh, and by the way, by the way, once this SWAT team comes in with their guy, they're now locked inside of the house by a voice activated lock. That's why they can't get out until the mission is done 
because well, he has he on the radio. Yeah, but yeah, he has to like oh yeah, vo- like but a it, vo- it, it's a voice activated lock. Sorry, I thought you. Meant, <laughs> I was picturing like a voice activated lock on the outside of the door, and I was like. I must have missed that. No, 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 no. no yeah, he's no, got like a just, radio. Yeah, there's like this AI inside of it that he has to speak to to yeah. get it to open. Yeah, he has to, you know, vo- vo- uh, vocal recognition saying, hey, we're like, you know, we're ready to go. Um, ooh, excuse me. So once they get inside, um, one of the men pretty much goes right away. I won't say who it was. Um, but then Owen is kind of able to subdue him in ways, again, I can't say because of spoilers. A lot of spoilers going on in the first few moments. Um, so, yeah, eventually they get what they need, which, again, can't say what it is, but they get what they need, and then the chief fucks it up, completely destroys it, and no one's like, well, we're pretty much fucked unless we can do it, like, this way, which, again, it's kind of hard to say. So they go downstairs. They run into this infected guy who was this guy at the beginning of the movie that was trying to get in to see his wife and daughter from the first movie. Yeah. And uh, this gets, this movie has a lot of full circle moments, a lot of tie-ins. Um, so he's infected at this point. So they yeet him over the stairs, and he falls to the floor. Very similar to the firefighter in the first one. Um, so yeah, at this point, it's kind of, it's really hard to talk about what's going on. But um, they're going to find they're going to try to figure out how to fix the problem at this point, and they see other people. At the bottom of the stairs, like people that got into the building that shouldn't be there, like real life people with like a camera and shit, because they look downstairs and they're like, who the fuck are those people? One guy's got a camera looking up and uh, they go downstairs to try and find them. But then uh, one of the guys gets separated from the group because it's Owen and then three officers or three or the camera guy and then two SWAT guys. One of the guys named Lara, he gets split up uh, from them. And uh, runs into the lady from the fucking first movie, the fucking old lady, yep. runs into her. I'm like, you've died twice already. Which, which, you've died twice. So let me say, my favorite thing about Wreck 2 is how goddamn well they shoot a character from one side of the room, coming down the hallway, and then in your face. Yep. It happens so often it's not even funny, but it's done so well every single time that even though I was like, wow, this is number 15 that this has happened with. I'm like, but God damn it. It's so good. Yeah. It's- now, now I will say the noises Ooh. can fuck right off. Really? Like by uh, they it, were. I was like, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. No, that's that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, okay, okay. Like it, it made me super uncomfortable. And super annoyed at the same time because oh, the, fr- the frequency is just like just enough to where if it goes for like longer and yeah. I was wearing headphones too. Oh, well then, yeah, that probably has a little bit to do. So with like it. I am feeling these screams in my spine. Yeah, they like, were, ugh. they were, yeah, it was a lot. Very high pitched, very unworldly, just not something you want to hear on a daily basis. No, ever, <laughs> ever. Okay. Ever. Um, it's so like an like, Aztec death whistle. Oh, those things are are gnarly. Um, actually, I follow a guy on TikTok who goes around just blaring that around town, and I'm like, that's a dick move. But you know, it's it's funny. It's the equivalent of having a train horn for <laughs> your car. Um, so yeah, Lara, he runs into the like I said, the lady from the first movie. I think he kills her. I don't even know at this point because she's died like umpty million times. Um, but then he gets really pinned down because. 
all these fucking infected people swarm him, and then he ends up in this bathroom, can't escape from the bathroom, so he just blows his fucking head off. That was a hard scene to watch because he's coming to terms with like, okay, I can either get infected or I can just end it now. And he's like well, crying and, and yelling. And, and, and just, you hear the police chief on the radio going, like, what are you, you, what are you've, you got, doing? you've got extra ammo. Yeah. You can make it out. You've, and he looks at his gun and he's like, I do have extra ammo. Yeah, for me. Yeah, click, for me. Boom. And you're like, Oh, bro. You're like, oh, dude. Yeah, because he's like crying. and Like, I don't want to. I'm like, oh, that was a fucking tough scene. So at this point, like, Owen, the chief, and Russo, the camera guy, they're like, okay, shit's fucking hitting the fan. Um, um, I don't know what's going on. But he's like, all right, there's still a way we can fix this. Like, we're going to do this. But then this is when Russo's having camera trouble and it cuts to black. And then this is where the movie kind of takes a real shit fucking turn for me. Because yeah, it, you think you're going down path A, but you actually jump over to path E, yeah. and it, the entire tone of the movie switches. So, here's what I, I'll, I'm going to tell you what happened, I'll tell you what I liked and what I didn't like. So, we cut to these kids on the roof of this building, and... All of a sudden, the, like they're like they have like this blow up doll, and they they try to set some fireworks on it to like like shoot it out the building. It doesn't work. These cops come up and like, "Yo, what are you doing? Like, we evacuated the building. Like, let's go." I'm like, "Okay, where are we at, at this point in time?" Well, when they get downstairs, you realize that okay, now we're back at the beginning of the movie because they see the SWAT team going in with Owen, and okay, you're like, "All right, so we're kind of going back to the beginning." Okay, I'm not bad. I like this, and then we see the man who was looking for his wife and daughter that we saw as a, you know, infected person who got yeeted over the stairs. He's there with a firefighter and they're looking, they're like looking at this map, like, okay, we got to go do this and this. And the guys behind the camera, they're all kids, by the way, fuck, fuck these kids. They're like, Ooh, where are they going? We should follow them. So they follow them. And long story short, they get into the building. And then when they, when they, when they link up with the two guys they were following, they're like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Like leave, you need to leave. And then actually everyone in that situation, even the adults were like, okay, like we should probably actually get out of here. Um, but what, what, what happens is if they try to go back out the way they came, but the cops have welded it shut because when they were in the sewers, cause they went under and up when they were in the sewers, the kids saw these cops that were in the sewers as well. And they tried to avoid them. Obviously they didn't because the cops came right behind them and welded it shut because now those people are in there. They're a threat to the outside world. This is where I'm going to leave it. And this is what I liked about it. I was like, ooh, cool. We're like kind of going back to the beginning, following like a different storyline because eventually everyone links up at some point. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is really cool. But they were fucking punk ass, stupid piece of shit kids that I was like, I hope you all fucking die. Like, what are you doing? And I Fuck off. loved when Tito got fucking bitch slapped. Yeah, oh, he, oh, man, dude, that was like an earth slattering, <laughs> earth shattering slap because he's like, Holds his face, he like starts to walk away. I'm like, yeah, you, you fucking deserve every and, bit of that. And that was that was a legit hit. Like they yeah. they it was smacked like, that kid in the face. Yeah, that uh, I think it was a firefighter just fucking. We fuck. went we went back to the 80s with that <laughs> one with what we could get away with. So yeah, now you have the three kids, the man looking for his wife and daughter, the firefighter who was outside with the man, and then Russo, the chief, and uh, Owen. So eventually, like I said, they all do link up. And then from there, it it just takes a very odd turn. I mean, you you know what's happening at the beginning of the movie when it takes that turn, but then it goes even weirder. And it's like, okay, I like this, but it's also like a little weird at the same yeah, time. Yeah, like like if they would have left out okay. If they would have left out dialogue from what was happening, totally fine. Yeah. 
if they would have explained from the beginning why that dialogue was happening. Totally fine. Yeah. But don't give me a full movie's worth of, oh, hey, this is what it is. Yeah. To halfway through go, yeah, this is what it is, but also. But also. <laughs> so, yeah. Because that, like, the but also was hilarious, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But it also took it from an Evil Dead 2016 back to an Evil Dead 1980s. <laughs> the tone shift. Yeah, it was like, uh... It's yeah, it's it, and it's not to say that it's bad, just it is very jarring for no reason. Exactly. Like I still enjoyed the hell out of it, but that one part that they threw in to kind of you know, it was I guess it was just trying to, you know, amp it up, push the plot a little a little further, but well, you're like and we uh... all, we also have to take into account the culture of where this movie is coming from. That is a much more, I'm going to use this word because it's going to be a double entendre for what I'm talking about. It is very sanctified in that particular culture. So it makes sense as to why, but I think they, like in the writer's room, they got halfway through the second movie and they were like, um, hey guys. We have this one character here and this whole shit that's going on with this one character. Uh, but we don't have a reason for this character to be here yeah. as he is as a character. Yeah. Because- How do we fix that? And they go, oh, uh, yeah, th- this is how we're doing but that doesn't make no, Are you talking about Owen? Yeah. yeah, he's not well, they kind of reveal that within like the first 20 minutes. Like he's yeah, not well, who he says he is. Well, no, I know that. Oh. But then when they release the info of what it what it is actually going oh, on. Oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. They yeah. had to do that to make Owen make sense as a character, so they just overdid it. Yeah. Because they yeah. they were out of idea of how to make rabies rage zombie be not twenty eight days later. Yeah, it's a very like it works because like I also love I love that style. You know, it's hard to I'm trying to explain this without spoilers. I know I, I've I, been I've been trying okay. to tiptoe around. I love that subgenre of horror of what they do with it because let's 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 talk about why we love these movies. A found footage. Yes. B fucking foreign yes see creature feature at the end of the day yeah yeah you're not wrong and then they add that fourth one and i'm like ooh, i love that subgenre of horror horror but you're doing it weird <laughs> it doesn't fucking fit here yeah it's it's like <laughs> it's like you have a really awesome bedroom partner but they're just into like bizarro shit <laughs> like yeah the sex is good but she also wants to be covered in peanut butter. Like, <laughs> like okay, I'm gonna do it, but and I'll probably weird. enjoy it. But it makes my boner feel weird. Awkward boner. Uh, yeah, that's that's. I guess I guess that's what they do with this movie. It's awkward boner to the movie because you're like, this is great, and I love all of these subgenres, but kind of mixing them in a way that's confusing. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the artistic integrity of what you're trying to do, but I, I don't know if it fully works for me. Yeah. But it's so much fun because this one, 
I mean, you're immediately thrown into the action. Like, yeah. I mean, it only takes about 10 minutes for the first one, but you, you are immediately thrown into action. And like gunshots first five minutes. Dude, gunshot. And it's just, it is a balls to the wall sequel. Like one of the better sequels, honestly. It is every, like, it is everything that Doom wished it could be. And I love the, the POV shots too of like, you know, they do have like a lot of, it's almost like, and I'll get into this. Uh, there's a piece of trivia but it's like pov like first person shooter well and it's it, fucking awesome and the other thing that i really liked is i don't know who did the i guess it's stunt choreography i'm not specifically saying the hardcore stunts but when they were like going up the stairwell and it would be one guy goes up to the landing the other guy goes inside him and then they do that weird figure eight all yeah. the way up that's like legitimate and real training. And I'm like, okay, a bunch of fucking no names doing this shit as glorified extras. Like they know they're going to get fucking <laughs> at some point it's a horror movie and they've got the guns. They have to die. But the, the, the level of like care that went into the logistics of how these people would operate in this situation I'm pretty sure I re I thought I put it in the trivia, but I'm pretty sure I read that they actually got some some like like classes on like okay this is how it's done because it was very like it almost was like by the book you know what I mean yeah, like it well, was and, very and well done and the other thing that adds a level of realism to this going back to uh, I think it's Lara who shoots himself in the head yeah the Lara yeah yeah so you have these hardened you know trained soldiers for lack of a better term um that are like yeah they're fucking laughing and cutting up and be like oh we'll be in and out yeah in the, and then they get in there and you see how quickly it takes a toll on them and how willing they are to just fucking cut it yeah and be done with the situation laura was like roid rage guy he was screaming in owen's face like Mom. i'm like dude you gotta lay off the fucking steroids man yeah they're fucking with your head so dude. it's really it adds that level of Oh shit! I'd probably shoot myself in the head if I was in this situation too. Oh yeah, I wouldn't want to. If it, if it's die by infected or maybe maybe survive because I have bullets, um, I just fucking be like, you know what? I'm done. It's over with. I've lived my. I've lived a good life. Jesus, take the wheel. Um, but yeah, it's uh. I, so what? What'd you give this one? I gave it a three. Oh, interesting. I gave it a three five because I I liked it. Uh, because it was something a bit different. It was action-packed. So, like okay, and here's why I gave it a three. The last, like, 20-ish minutes of the movie, it's not that they weren't, it wasn't good. It's a great way to end the movie, but it went from horror to haunted house jump out at you like, because they went, they're going to lead up, they're going to lead up, they're going to lead up. And then it was just body after body after body, just throwing these things at these characters. I really liked the whole camera tricks they were doing with, like, turning off the light on the camera. You know what I mean? Like, they, they was like they had the light on the camera, and they, the, the room was one way, and they turned off the light, and then the room was completely different. That oh, was, oh, yeah. No, that, that was fucking no, amazing. No, I'm talking when they're trying to get out, like, and they're running through the hallways, and all these fucking... Oh, yeah. What they're just, it's just like, 
uh, World War Z level of hordes just fucking coming out. And I'm like, all right, number one, where did all these fucking bodies come from? Yeah, like, because the, these the, were not around anywhere through the rest of the movie. No, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I noticed that, too, because, like, they went downstairs and then came back up, and then all of a sudden they're being pinned, like, yeah. both ways, and you're like, and, and it, like okay. And, and this is where the characters coming from down the hallway jumping at you, it's like, Boom, boom, yeah. boom, but like one after you get like four or five through most of the movie and then you get all the rest of them in the last like 20 minutes. I don't know. It still worked for me. Plus, And, it had... and, and like I said, I'm not saying that it was bad in any way, shape oh, or yeah, form. Three is still a good it's, rating. It's just going again. You know, we, we were at tone a, then we jumped into tone C and now we're backpedaling in, into tone B there's three different fucking theme changes in this movie and they don't prep you at all. Well, that's why this one, you know, like I said, the first one got a three, six and a seven, four on Letterboxd. It got a three, one, uh, which is only about 0.5 less. Still, still a solid rating for a sequel. And then a six, five on IMDb. I still get, I gave it a three, five cause it was, I was, I was like, man, this is enjoyable. Um, it was a lot of fun. I still, I still liked it as much as the tone did change and they added all this weird shit. I was like, I still, I still really had fun with it. Um, so yeah, this is a, this is honestly, it's a really good sequel just because of what they do. You know, they try to do something a little bit different. Also, the ending is super bleak and it kind of leads you with, uh, what's going to happen next, which is eventually apparently rectified in rec four. Haven't seen that one yet, but well, apparently the, Apparently the, it's rectified because Rec Three is a com is a completely different storyline. The end of both of these movies is very bleak. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I didn't mention that with the first one. Um, so let's get into some trivia here. Uh, trivia for this one: uh, a much bigger production crew than its predecessor. It employed about it employed about three hundred extras, which is pretty impressive. Uh, the SWAT team, police, and crowd of onlookers outside of the building were actually real people, not extras, not anybody paid. Those were real fucking people. Uh, a lot of the zombie shrieking was added in post-production. Uh, to shoot with numerous actors shrieking constantly would have meant all the dialogue would have been drowned out. So they had to add it in afterwards so they could manipulate the noises to their advantage. Uh, the constant presence of helicopters buzzing overhead was created entirely by a sound team. Because the production crew could not afford real helicopters, which makes <laughs> sense. Uh, I can't say that because it's a spoiler. Um, and uh, the directors were given very keen, or sorry, the directors were very keen to give the film the additional vibe of a first-person shooter video game where the audience feels personally drawn into the action on screen. For that reason, the barrel of a gun is in the foreground of a lot of shots, which makes sense. Yeah, and it it there were times where I was like. Man, I I would like this to be like a like a single player first person shooter game. Fucking wrecked the video game. Yeah, dude, fucking put that in VR now. Oh my god, deceased. <laughs> With some haptic feedback, like put some fucking shit on your wrist that vibrates when shit That's, grabs I mean, the you. The Oculus Quest vibrates. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I'm talking like get standalone like. When it grabs me, I want it to shock me. Oh well, yeah. Like that, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I I want half a taser in Jesus. my wrists. Uh, and obviously if you've seen the movie, uh, all the footage in the film was actually shot by the actors playing the special forces team because they, everyone had a helmet mounted cam. So, I mean, these two movies, uh, especially watching them back to back since they literally pick up like right off, you know, wreck two picks up right off the tails of wreck one. And even when you watch the ending to wreck two, you kind of get a flip back to the beginning yeah. of wreck two and you're like, 
Well, and, and, <laughs> like, oh my god. And what's funny is I can't remember which. So there's a synopsis on the internet somewhere that literally says, um, 15 minutes after the ending of Rec 1. And I was like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Boom. It, it takes place literally it, right after the other. Literally direct continuation. Yeah. So I, I'm ex- I mean, I've already seen Rec 3. Uh, I remember enjoying it. Obviously not as good as the first two because, like I said, it's a completely different storyline. But I am excited to check out Rec 4 because apparently it kind of continues the plot of Rec 2 and I really want to know what's going on with that shit. Yeah. So, with that being said, let's play some Oh, you're just going to keep 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 working even though I've closed. What, hello? Play some motherfucking trivia. Didn't you win last time or did I win? I'm pretty sure. I don't know, it didn't get recorded. Oh, that's right. We were in the void. <laughs> in the void. All right, we're reading the bottom question. I will read you one first. What 2009 film followed a family who adopted a girl named Esther who wasn't wasn't what she seemed? Oh, hmm. uh, the orphan. Yeah. Okay. Just orphan. Oh. Not even the. You like gave me extra point, like extra credit there. Shit. Does that is that an auto two points? <laughs> no. <laughs> This 1985 horror comedy about vampires was Jim Carrey's first starring role. Once Bitten. Yes. Boom. So speaking of horror comedy, okay. I was speaking to my co- one of my coworkers today, and I was like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm fucking so stoked. I got to go fucking do this podcast. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm on a podcast. He's like, oh, fucking dope. So we ended up talking about horror movies. Oh, hell yeah. And he was like, what's your, what's your favorite horror comedy? I'm like, oh, well, you know, like Tucker and Dale versus evil is really fucking good. I consider cabin in the woods. And he's like, oh yeah, no, blah, blah, blah. This movie. And I'm like, what? It's not a horror comedy. And he's like, yeah, no dude. Just like, what was it? I can't even remember. Oh, okay. But he was like, yeah, no bro. It's all about the fucking heavy blood and gore. That's so funny. I'm like, that's splatterhouse. My guy, like horror. Co- what? He's like, yeah. And I was like, Okay, so let let me ask you this. That scene in Terrifier with the chainsaw, he's like, bro, funniest shit I've ever seen. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't I don't consider Terrifier to be a horror comedy, but I mean there are some art does some funny things, yeah, but no, it's not but it's not it's not it's no, not yeah. no, him chainsawing that woman is like peak comedy. Oh no, it's a handsaw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. even worse than a chainsaw. Yeah, but, it's a fucking but so, so that is that is his level of comedy when it comes to horror. I'm no, like, I'm that's, like, that's horror. No, that's, I'm like, okay, man, that's horrifying. Right. He, I, I, he, he might be a serial killer. <laughs> oh man. Oh, he's gonna listen to this too. He knows oh, exactly God. who he is. Oh no, that might be bad. I mean, it's a funny way to kill someone if you think about it. But when, when you actually think about dying that way, no, I wouldn't want to get. Fucking s- s- balls for no, I'm good. I'm passing on that. Uh, oh wow! Oh man, this is a triple answer. I mean, if you know the movie, you're good. What are the three simple rules for taking care of a mogwai that must never be broken in the movie Gremlins? <sighs> Don't get them wet. Yep. No food after midnight. I know that last one's a bitch. That last one is a bitch. I want to say keep him in the dark. I'll accept it. 
No bright light. I'll, ah, okay. I'll, I'll accept right. it. I was like, ah, you gotta fucking I'll, keep I'll, him in the cabinet or some I'll, shit. I'll, I'll, yeah, the, the gremlin in the cupboard. I'll accept it. All right. Two. All right. Two, one. This this is either going to be a really easy one or a really hard one. I hate these because I feel so much pressure. What is the name of the family pet in the movie The Lost Boys? I've seen that movie one time. Not a fucking clue. Not not uh, e- okay. All right, here I I will I think of a random Inuit word or or something that sounds Inuit. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know what Inuit means. <laughs> it's Eskimo. Oh, I was thinking Native American. You, you, you can't call them Eskimos anymore. I was thinking Native American. Uh, igloo. Eh, Nanook. <laughs> Never, never would have gotten that. I appreciate you giving, trying to help. <laughs> All right. In the, in the movie Predator, what substance conceals the character Dutch from the creature? Oh, uh, mud. Boom. Man, look at you. Three to one, my dude. Three get, to get one. Get shit that I can actually fucking answer. Three to one, my dude. Wow. Wow. I did not know this is a Guillermo del Toro joint, mm-hmm. but this is, it makes sense. <laughs> um, what 2013 Guillermo del Toro film features a young couple who take in two, their two feral nieces? Oh, mama. <laughs> what is the name of the character killed in the famous shower scene in the movie Psycho? Movie, uh, a name from the movie, not actress. Yeah. I know. I would have known this once it was read to me. Like, ah, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, first and last name, Helen Hunt. Ah, <laughs> man, it's been so long. I'll give it to you, Marion Crane. Four to four. To, I, I would have never gotten four that. to two. I'm giving it to you. <laughs> that was beautiful, and I haven't heard that in a long time. Fucking Helen Hunt. All right. Four oh, yeah, to yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in this 1933 horror comedy starring a young Jennifer Aniston involves an annoying, vengeful creature who believes a family has stolen his pot of gold. Mm. Oh, I'm leprechaun. I mean, I I knew what it was. At least I thought I did before the pot of gold. Yeah. There's literally only one thing that has a pot of gold. Get me pot of gold. Um, And they're after me like a charm. (laughs) There we go. That's what I was trying to do. I fucking failed. All right, what is the actress who portrayed the young vampire, Claudia, in the 1994 movie Interview with a Vampire? Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Kirsten Dunst. Mm, okay, I'm thinking of the wrong person then. Who are you thinking of? I'm thinking of the Queen of the Damned. Oh, geez, no, that's no. All right, four to two. I mean, you've definitely got this one. This is an easy one. So go ahead and tell me what I've got because you're going to take this one home. Who wrote the 1981 film? Now, okay. Who wrote the 1981 film on American Werewolf in London? John Landis. Yes. Boom. Four to three. All right. Because that's important. Yeah, that's important. (laughs) Ah. Yeah, whatever. All right. At the end of the slasher film crossover, Freddy vs. Jason, which... Horror icon walks away holding the other's severed head. Oh, Jason walks away. Freddie winks. Yeah. Boom. Get on my fucking level. <laughs> Boom. 
Man, that was even that was even more extra credit. Jason walks away with Freddy's head. He winks. Wow. Holy shit. God, give me the fucking card. That's that's one of the, that is literally one of the most memorable moments oh, yeah. I have horror moments I have burned into my skull. All right, perfect. So f- you you win. You win. I think this is like my fourth one. I know. I'm just excited. Woo. Excited. Hooray. All right, guys, follow us on Facebook, Frightmares. Follow us on Instagram, Frightmares Podcast. Uh, Frightmares underscore pod on Twitter. Uh, slasher app, Frightmares Podcast. Stay spooky at Outlook.com. That's the email. I mean, that's pretty much just hit us up. I am, Frightmare, I am Frightmares Corey on Letterboxd. He is something, Dr. something. Dr. Proctor. I'm pretty sure that's my username, at least. You can always see or get an idea of what we're going to do because we typically record Saturday or Sunday. So if you see something like on a, like, you know, like yesterday, if you would have looked at my letterbox yesterday, like, oh shit, he watched rec one and two. Oh shit. I know what we're doing. So yeah, you can pretty much tell what we're going to do by just looking at my letterbox. So, um, yeah. And And I'll tell you what, if you can get, if you can look at the movies that we're talking about and pick a good fucking name for the episode. And when I say that, like Austin and I will vote on it. There'll be a committee meeting. <laughs> like it'll be a whole thing. And we will reach out to you if we decide to use it. But your idea could be the next episode name. And I'm down. Speaking of the next episode, me and Gabby will be next week doing office themed horror. That's that'll, right. that'll be fun. There's like four of them. So <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Yeah. There's so not, and, and there's at, not many. And out of those four, they're doing two. They're doing so two. So you've got a literal 50-50 like chance. 50-50 chance. So uh, tune in next week, guys. And until then, stay tuned. Stay spooky.